Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast flat. Samurai Deli, put them viewers in. Let's go. You're joining us on another episode of Podcast Flat, Talking Small Podcast. We out here in Ethel, Louisiana. I got my co-host, A-Nob, right here. I'll go out in the building. Let's get it, shouty. Hey, man. Well, I mean, I missed you on your birthday, bro. You do anything good? Did you cover that in the last pod? I haven't quite finished that one yet. Uh, no, I, I, I didn't finish. I didn't cover anything in the last pod. I ended up uh, getting some free nights at the Gold Nugget because your boy's a podcast platinum star. Went over to the Gold Nugget in the great Biloxi, Mississippi, trashiest state there is, home of Craigie Tucrunk. So you were treated like a king in the trashiest state that is. So what's that equivalent of? Being treated decent in, like, Missouri or something? <laughs> Being treated like a king in Mississippi, just like Jefferson Davis back in the day, boy. What about Elvis Presley? He was probably treated pretty good. I thought he was from Memphis. Yeah, I know, but he probably went down to Mississippi. You would think, And right? he was the king. Yeah, he's probably probably treated pretty well. I don't know if the Golden Nugget was around for uh, old Elvis. Golden Nugget's a casino. That's a funny name, too, because... We were just at the Golden Nugget Strip Club in Panama City Beach. That's levels, bro. That's just simulation theory. Yeah. The Gold, Gold Nugget's, like, not really for young people, though. That's the biggest problem. There's no, like, really nightlife or anything inside the casino. So you, you, you just kind of just get drunk at the tables, and they got, like, bars. But then once you're not playing, your drinks are expensive. Even, anyway, I had fun with the missus. They upgraded us to the parlor suite. Oh. You know, your boy was having a good time. I did lose, though, so, you know. Well, how much you lose? About 400 uh, but you had the you had the weekend on the house because they were treating you like the podcast royalty you are though. So you yeah, down four hundred for a weekend. If you would have stayed at a hotel, it's a grand. Well, you, and and I was in. Uh, they gave us a free cabana at the pool, so Ooh. I had that cabana life. I had the uh, waiters that came up, ball service. Yeah. Ooh. So uh, and they had a TV in a cabana. It was uh, it was feeling good. It was feeling good. Well, I'll take that for four hundred. Yeah, cabana life. Yeah, my birthday's coming up on Friday, and I have no idea what to do yet. What's Snapchat girl getting you for your birthday? Uh, probably something sexual. Oh, it's wet and wild? Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but I'm not going to Disney World. Let's just say that. He's not going to Splash Mountain, bro. <laughs> and I ain't going to Splash either. Uh, Baton Rouge Gay Club, Inside Baseball. Uh, so we had the NFL draft coming up. You, you sure when it is next week? I think it's getting, it's getting close. So let's not date the podcast. It's just coming up in the near future. All right. So 2017 NFL draft. And I say, don't date the podcast. And we just said your birthday's Friday. That'd be April 21st. Uh, Yeah. Wish me a happy birthday. You ungrateful son of a bitches. Anyway, the NFL drafts coming up. So the projected number one pick is this guy named miles Garrett, a real Aggie head. Yeah, he went to Texas A&M. Well, ESPN, the magazine, wrote a big article on him since he's projected as the number one pick, and there's really nobody who's grabbing headlines in this draft. So I read this ESPN, the magazine article, which comes out. At least not positive headlines. Well, I I read it on, uh, it comes out, it's on newsstands April 29th, but they posted the thing online, and I read it, and it just infuriated me. So I'm going to read it with you guys. Say that again? Infuriated me. I swear you said infuriated. That's not a word. Inf- when I'm getting called out by Harley, uh, that's bad. 
and I'm I'm slurring. I haven't even had anything. I haven't had nothing to drink, nothing. To, all right. Anyway, so let me read you a little bit of this ESPN. You have you read this article, Harley? I've heard excerpts on it because he I heard him on uh, like uh, Rosillo and Canell. Oh, I didn't even write that into my rundown. So <clears throat> you're gonna have to chime in and mention that. All right. So this is how the article starts off. The projected number one pick in the 2017 NFL Draft is in a full-throated sing-along to a power ballad that hit the charts back when his parents were of make-out age. Yes, Miles Garrett, the great hope for many an NFL franchise, a six foot four, 272-pound man-eater by both position and off-field disposition. Oh, but by both position and on-field disposition is having a journey moment. And then they sing some they say some journey lyrics that apparently this guy's singing. I'm not going to sing it on the podcast because I'm not as fruity as Miles Garrett. And then this dude has spoilers. This dude has the uh, the gall to say faithfully, which is I guess the name of this journey song, speaks to me. Says the 24 21 year old defensive end at a Texas A&M. It's about a guy who's busy with his work, always on the road, but still completely into you. If you just hold on, I'll completely give myself to you. Just stick along for the ride. What a fucking cheese dick. I'm all for 2017 guys being oh being in touch with their emotions and crying or whatever the fuck. But this dude's carpooling karaoke to journey in front of an ESPN magazine reporter. No, it only reeks of being soft, but it reeks of being a tryhard douchebag with the taste of a sorority girl. But Harley, you're, you're akin to like in Journey. What do you what do you have to say about this? This is the first two paragraphs of the article. I I don't know why they're is he not that interesting? Is that why they're focusing on this? You would think like I I don't know. I mean I like Journey, but if someone was going to write an article <laughs> about me, I don't think that's going to come up in the first two paragraphs. Yeah, they would bring up ACDC with you, right? Uh, it depends if they're around in high school because I like to come in the parking lot blaring out in my 1978 International Terror. Get at me, bro. That was still probably the loudest I've ever heard music in a car is when you fucking picked me up to that. And I, I, my ears are probably dead forever from that. Anyway. Kicker Audio. Shout out to them. Still, still fucking loud. All right. So back to the article. It says he totaled three, 32 and a half sacks. 48 and a half tackles for loss and seven forced fumbles in three seasons, despite playing much of 2016 with a high angle, high ankle sprain. Now, according to our crack researchers, shout out to Kruski, only 16 of these sacks came against BCS qualified Power Five schools. Kruski told me they had he had 12 only 12 sacks against SEC competition. The other half of his sacks came against non-BCS qualified schools, a.k.a. the Little Sisters of the Poor. This dude padded his stats with three and a half sacks against ULM, three and a half against Nevada, and four and a half against Texas San Antonio. Dude's padding stats. But uh, let me ask you this. I would expect normally you would get less stats against, you know, SEC schools than you would against Cupcakes. Like, I, you, like you're not like Fournette can run for 500 yards if you wanted to against a Cupcake. So, like, if you're a defensive end and every time they're dropping back, you're just trying to get to the quarterback, it just feels like you're going to pad your stats Yeah, there. but that's the majority of his sacks, though. But, the, but compare, expect- I saw this chart. Compared to other SEC top defenders in the draft, he was by far, I think the highest other guy had against, I think, five. 
But uh, let me ask you this. Do you think people were scheming against him? Because he had some, like, he's been a big name since he's been there. Like, I don't watch many A&M games, you know, watch him closely because LSU's always kicking that ass. So, I, you know, we're re- rarely ever passing. So this guy's doing dick against us. And we're the SEC, and we clearly just said he don't get sacks there. But I, 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 mean, I, bet, he's getting, is... I bet he's getting double teamed. I'm not that worried about it. The scouts, like J- Javion Clown. Uh, Javion Clowney. Jadavian. Why did I get that fucking wrong? I don't play? know. They make it Cl- hard for us. Cl- Is that racist? <laughs> Clowney, uh, he didn't have a good final season. He didn't do much of shit, and he was kind of injured. And now he's turning it up in the NFL a little bit last season. All right. Well, I'm, I'm thinking that's a red flag or whatever. Anyway, on with the article. The magazine asked this question. What's going through your head these days? Just a month shy of becoming an NFL player and potentially the number one pick. Miles Garrett responds with, I didn't know how this would play out when I was a kid. I knew I wanted to play ball, be a paleontologist, and write poetry. I thought, heck, where will I find the time? Well, football comes first, and I'll just find some time for poetry, and paleontology can come at the end. I made this plan at 14, and dang, it's all coming together. The day I've been dreaming of, of is tomorrow now i have to face it i'll either attack it and win or get swallowed by it and then he he also mentions in the article i have 36 hours to go until i get my degree in architecture i couldn't get paleontology here so i plan to go back to school for it to get a master's and possibly a phd after i'm done playing so while you're reading that i'm picturing the guy from the bangles for that hard knock season who was like sculpting and painting and doing all this shit on the outside. You know what happened to him? He got cut. If you you don't, if you don't have dedication, you're you're probably not going to excel. Like if you're sitting at home writing poetry instead of watching film, or you're like going to archeology, archeology. Wow. Archeology. Oh shit. Yeah, that's a tough. One. If you're going hey, to, we'll edit si- that in. <laughs> we, if, if you're going to where the fucking dinosaurs is at, yeah. If you're going to where the bones are and you're getting on some digs, <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking like that's cool. Like you know, you go do that. You ain't going to be studying film. You ain't getting them set. Archaeology sites or boneyards, whatever way you want to pronounce it. Yeah. So me and you, we're both engineers. We had to take 127 hours to graduate. Shout out to James Franco. I believe I had to take 132. Chemical engineering harder. No, damn. So, assuming architecture is around the same, he's still got a third the way to go on that. that, I think he probably saved his hardest classes for last. See, my point, him wanting to go back to school, all these new age NFL players, they don't want the concussions. They want to come in, get that first contract, get that big second contract with all that guaranteed money, and by the time they get cut two years into that contract, go ahead and retire six years in, and then now he can go dig up bones. Well, he's got to get his degree first, and he has that in architecture, which is not even fucking related to any of this shit. Oh, man. Yeah, but I mean, like in... So what are the odds? Do you think he gets his degree? Well, no, I don't think he gets it. <laughs> You're just saying it's not that hard, well, but it's not. Once you get all that money, it's going to change. That's like me hitting the lottery and saying, yeah, I want to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, I might think that now, but after I get all that money and I just start podcasting full time, I ain't going back to work. 
True that, man. Yeah, and I know we all loved Jurassic Park as a kid, but this is what he says made him want to be a paleontologist. Well, he didn't really grow up at the, the like original Jurassic Park. Like that that came out when like me and you were like eight or nine. Like, yeah, that but- was like peak like formative years. That came around like our first boner. <laughs> Dinosaurs bones, it's all linked together. Watching Jurassic Park as a kid didn't want to make didn't Make me want to be a paleontologist. Maybe want to be a fucking dinosaur. Maybe want to be a velociraptor. Maybe want to be like the stepbrother's dad who just tells Dale he wishes he was a dinosaur as a kid. But he gave up that dream. And he couldn't get it back. God, I can't think of the... Who's the guy in Jurassic Park? Like the main guy. Jeff Goldblum? Goldblum. Goldblum was cool. Like (laughs) in that movie, I was like, man, Goldblum's cool. He's like... They painted him as like... He's the archaeologist with... The cool factor. He's like the seacrest of archaeologists. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, one night when you went to bed early, I was uh, up here and Jurassic Park came on and I started watching it. And the most unbelievable part of the movie, watching it back now, is the 11-year-old blonde chick go, Ooh, I know. Ooh, I know this. It's Unix. And she starts typing on a computer like she can solve whatever problem the park has. So hold on, hold on. Set the scene. They're in this computer room security system. And the Velociraptor's trying to get into this room. Thank God you remember this because I was pretty fucked up. And Jeff Goldblum and the chick are like holding the door back from a Velociraptor, which is completely almost just as unreal and now this chick is coming over in the security system, Unix or whatever you said it was. <laughs> and now she figures this out. Somehow it's like it looked like a maze of like little blocks. And she's like going around. And all of a sudden she somehow gets the right one and closes the locks. Like your boy Newman didn't sabotage that earlier in the movie. Yeah. It's just. I believe. Uh-uh. Di- I believe. Di- magic word. Uh-uh. I believe dinosaurs will be re. Like. We'll we'll reheat them and bring them back from the fucking dead like Jurassic Park before an eleven year old girl is a master of Unix. That's cold blooded. All right, so back on back to shitting on Miles Garrett. The I did next, not get any props for that joke. That was a good one. What'd you say? That was cold blooded. <laughs> you son of a bitch. All right, so the next article on this after Harley dropped that poetic turn of phrase is. Uh, ESPN asked him, as a poet, what do you typically write about? He goes, whatever I'm feeling, if coach chewed my head off, I'll write about war, aggressive things, how things are going in the Middle East, how we're treating each other, how we can do better. If I'm in a positive mood, I'll look on the bright side, how we've moved forward so quickly as a people. Wow. Miles Garrett, that's deep, bro. If coach yells at him, he's writing about war, man. He knows what's going on in Syria. He's well-educated. That's that's good. That means that means when he wins the Super Bowl and he goes to the White House to meet Trump, he can talk politics. You think the Browns are winning the Super Bowl anytime soon? <laughs> the, Brown, the Browns are probably fuck up the picks and not pick him. He'll probably go to whoever's got number two. Baron Trump will be in office before the fucking Browns win a Super Bowl. <laughs> fuck Baron. <laughs> you just said fucking autistic kid. You're gonna get a lot of hate mail for that. Not- you saw Baron Von Trump was in. Oh, I just threw the Von in there. You saw Baron uh, Baron Trump kicking a soccer ball in the let, White okay, House let, long on Easter, and he was wearing an Arsenal jersey. Let, let's Gunners only. Let's get back to uh, 
to Miles Garrett because I want to jump in with the uh, Rasul and Canel section. Okay, well, later on in the interview, after he talks about his deep poetry thoughts, uh, the guy asks him, does he want to write a poetry book? And he goes, I do. I got some things I can put in the book, but I'll I'll put it out when it's finished, whether I'm still playing or not. I just don't know if I want to put my name on it or go with a, what do you call it? And the writer goes, a pseudonym. He goes, right. You might see me release some or you'll never know. So the big poetic genius has no idea what a pseudonym is. He couldn't even say pen name. We couldn't say archaeology. Or yeah, anything. but at least the, we knew the word we were trying to say. Well, I know he's got miles to go before he sleeps and miles to go before he sleeps. There you go. A miles joke. Yeah, so. Robert Frost. It's not looking good. Road less travel, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Apparently, Miles Garrett's brother, Sean, was a 2007 first-round pick of the Nets and had well-documented troubles with marijuana. All right, hold on. I don't want to talk about any brother of an athlete unless it's Robert Tebow. (laughs) (laughs) Robbie. All right, go ahead. I just want to throw Robbie Tebow in there. I love Robbie Tebow. That that joke is going to have a very... Small percentage hit, but the people who get it are going to like it a lot. And put put me in that because I'm a smart crowd. Anyways. Uh, he gets Robbie. Yeah, so he the reporter asked him, he has since sought help for addiction. How did this experience shape you? He goes, man, when I was a kid, to be honest, it was sickening. I felt like I was losing my brother. To this day, marijuana sickens me. I never want to be around it. Alcohol has never appealed to me either. I've never wanted to try it. Thoughts? I, I look. He's a college athlete. He's prime athlete. I I think that's okay. It, just because he doesn't like booze and he doesn't want to get high does not mean he's not a good guy to draft number one. Yeah, but he's he he's claiming to be smart. He doesn't. Yeah, but marijuana but, sickens him. But like, okay, so the last time the Browns drafted. An Aggie. They got somebody that's going to party way too hard and smoke way too much tweed and hang out with Josh Gordon and whatever else the fuck they're doing. They're going Oppo Tebow. Uh, no, not Oppo Johnny football and getting this guy who doesn't want to do any of that they're stuff. Get, they're, getting a black, <laughs> they're getting a black Tebow. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I just said they're not. This is Oppo Manziel. Let, let, I, I'm fine with this. You think he's being PC? Like, do you think this guy legitimately believes this? Yes, I do. All right, let me read some more. Sean once told a story about the time you caught him smoking weed. Do you remember that day? He responds, I was probably 11 or 12 when I saw him smoking weed. It made me cry. I remember hiding his grill for his mouth and hiding his weed, too. He ransacked my whole room looking for it. He was like, I know you got it. I'm like, nope. I did what I had. Uh, I did what I could to help him, even if it meant hiding his grill and weed, his pride and joy because I wanted my brother back. The person I grew up with who'd read the subtitles for me when I was playing video games because I couldn't read yet. He was so helpful and caring, but it changed when weed happened. <laughs> what do you think of that? I, I don't like I don't know what video games I played that young that had subtitles. I, I just don't understand that part of it. Like, what the fuck games he playing with the subtitles? Or, or the priority of his parents. He's probably playing, like, Pokemon Snap, like a real... Never mind. That's not going to help with your English, though. I, I would figure his parents would want him to read before he picks up those sticks and starts playing Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, but he's going to be in... Uh, 
a paleontologist later. He needs to get good with his fingers. All that dig. <laughs> no comments on him hiding his brother's grill. Uh, look, Paul I, Wall was big back then. Yeah, but look, 2007. To me, I've never had a grill, so I don't know what it's like to just find one. And and you know what? If you were doing something stupid and I didn't like it, maybe I'd hide it. I, you know, maybe. All right. So, Man. So the dare really worked on Miles Garrett though. He got he, they got him to narc on his brother for a little weed and a little you know Paul Wall bling blow. Okay, but I don't see why you're you're hating on him because he doesn't do drugs. Like it, that's one of the least reasons to hate on him. All right. The biggest reason to hate on him is he goes to Rosillo and Canal. And they start, say what that is. People made it. It's know. a radio show on ESPN. Actually, Cannell is Danny Cannell, former Florida State quarterback, Rosillo, former athlete. Um, and he goes on the show. And earlier in the day, he had been scheduled to be on Mike and Mike. And Booger McFarlane was sitting in for Mike Golick. He a tiger upgrade. And he didn't <laughs> want to go on the show because Booger McFarlane had talked some shit about him. Mainly, he can't get sacks in the SEC, so he was calling him overrated. Now, Miles Garrett... That and he didn't... His main... It was that. He didn't get a lot of sacks against SEC competition, like I was saying earlier. And the other thing that I think really offended him was he didn't always give his best. He disappeared sometimes, right? Well, yeah. that Yeah, okay. So... He didn't play hard every play, basically, which is... A pretty fair criticism for a defensive end. They go at the quarterback full speed, only certain plays. So, he doesn't face that critic head on. He shies away and doesn't go on the show just because he's scared of Booger McFarland. I don't like that. I want my fucking defensive player to want to just tackle his ass and beat him up like Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the last season of Ballers going after, um, oh, fuck. Oh, uh, going after T-Sizzle. So, that was good. I just wanted to go after him. That's what The Rock did. It was good stuff. If you're not going to at least go after him physically, which I don't see the need to do that, but just fucking man up and be like, all right. Yeah. Have some sort of comeback to him. I mean, he goes, well, I did. I was hurt, and I tried to play every game. I tried to go full speed or whatever. And that's basically all you have to say. You basically have to call him out for saying he doesn't know what he's talking about. And you can call him, if you think he's biased, call him biased to his face. But to just be like, nah, man, I ain't going on that show. Fuck that guy. When you're trying to show like you're the the hotshot, up-and-coming guy who can handle you know, the pressure of being the number one pick. If you can't handle that, you think people aren't going to say worst thing about you in your career later on? Get fucking real. Especially in the A's, A, days of hot takes and Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. And to wrap it up, he says his goal for his rookie year and throughout, I want to break the rookie sack year uh, total as well, and I want to be a career top 10 for sacks, but I don't know if I'll play that long. Yeah, he's got life goals. He wants to write poetry and dig up dino bones. Well, basically, I I won't. Which are real, Haley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll spare it. Just for you guys who don't uh, may not know and didn't listen to the episode, Haley, uh, Joe knows all. Saltage's wife does not believe in dinosaurs. 
So Miles Garrett wants to prove her wrong. So Harley basically said exactly what he said in the last paragraph here. And if this guy is already penciling the end of career, end of his career, he's not going to last long in the NFL, man. There's no way in hell. He's like that girl on Instagram looking at beautiful pictures of different places in the world going, oh, I want to go there next year and there and there. He's not going to do any of this shit. Now, I will give him props for this. He's not going to attend the draft in Philly, and he says and he says he doesn't want a photo with Roger Goodell. I give him props for that. And what this, what this interview reeks of is it's, it's a – a large athlete who should have abused his opponents, but always wanted the general pu- public to like him, and he had interests outside of outside of the sport. I think this dude's the next fucking Dwight Howard. I see so many similarities. Even though Dwight Howard never said he wanted to be a paleontologist and all that, he wanted his own fucking movies. He wanted that other shit. You don't see him as a Dwight Howard type. Dwight Howard never went to college. Dwight Dwight Howard, no, this isn't him. No. No, I have him. I have a feeling he's going to have the same type of career. It's like Carlos Boozer. <laughs> <laughs> career oh, arc fuck. is going to be similar to Carlos Boozer. He'll end up on the Rams just to end his career. Yeah, he's going to do none of this shit. This is this is uh, more bad news for the Browns, man. But on the bright side, it will be hilarious when if Goodell reinstates Josh Gordon, who's been suspended for indefinite drug violation uh, and definitely for repeated drug violations so if if miles garrett steals his weed when he comes back that would be pretty funny but miles garrett big bust in my opinion what are you thinking harley um yeah i think it's going to be more the browns than anybody but yeah he's 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 not going to live up to the number one overall pick tim couch where you at (laughs) all right and uh, speaking of, uh, you know, weed and all this, we're going to go to our resident uh, Bostonian. Mr. J-Bone. And once we get him on, we'll tell you a little bit about J-Bone. But for now, listen to the sweet sounds of Harley Reed and Ad. Parasso, the official shaving cream of the podcast. I only shave Italian, and Parasso is the only choice. Don't shave. Parasso has beard conditioner to make you look... Oh, wow. See, that's why this is a live read. It's to make your beard on fleek like the Italian snarling dog Gattuso. Browse their fine products on Parasso.com. That's Parasso, the official shave cream of TSP. Muta bene. Now, here comes your boy, J-Bone. Welcome to the podcast, J-Bone. For you people who don't know who J-Bone is, the myth of J-Bone... The behind-the-scenes J-Bone. An origin story, if you will. So, about almost a, a, a year ago, a little over, uh, maybe a little less than a year ago, uh, our girl Sloan from Entourage l- released some art pictures of herself. Basically, yeah, somebody took some camera photos of her nude, and they, they were released. They are black and white, though. It was very tastefully done. And we started checking these out on Twitter. And there was this comment on one of them, and I believe the guy said, Al, can you help me out with exactly how many times? I don't remember. I want to say he said he already pounded off like seven times today or something on that pick. J-Bone, how many times did you pound off on that one? Yeah, honestly, maybe like, I don't know, five or six times. Definitely rubbed a couple out to that one. Good God. 
And that was well, he's a little younger than us. And um, that was on one day. Well, of yeah, the that, pis- was, that was when I got my wisdom teeth out. So like, I was on the uh, I forget what pills they gave me or something like that. Viagra. They gave me some crap. Uh, no, not Viagra. No, but I, I remember I was just like up for days, like mad horny and stuff like that, like just like whacking off to like pics of like entourage, fucking hotties. <laughs> Wait. You were up for <laughs> you were up for days. Are you sure you didn't take Viagra? <laughs> no, I'm dead ass serious, dude. I forget what the hell it was called. Probably like, uh, I don't know. I don't care. All right, so um, <laughs> so that's how we met J Bone. That's how this internet bromance began. And uh, yeah, we hit him up on Twitter, and and he said, "Oh yeah, sure, we'll get on." And had had a good time the first episode. And he him and his boy went to Miami. And uh, we we chronicled that adventure. Shout out to Mangoes and Club Madonna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that where, Andrew Jackson. Yeah, that's where J-Bone coined Andrew Jackson. That means if you come on her face in this club, that's an extra 20. <laughs> so, Boston sports right now. That's why we call J-Bone. Besides him being the 2016 podcast guest of the year with over half the votes... J-Bone, just real quick, how did it feel to be guest of the year? Yo, well, all right. Honestly, like, I got to, like, thank everybody. I mean, thank you for listening and everything <laughs> like that. I, I mean, I, I voted for, like, Dan, dude, I voted for Dan Bleasy. I can't believe she didn't win. And, like, I was mad surprised when I won. I was like, wow, like, good on you people, man. That's awesome. I want to, like, bring the heat next time, you know? I want to give them what they want. Oh, what a modest champion. So good on that, man. Yo, and, and thank you for you guys for the uh, T-shirt and stuff. I was, like, pumped about that. The tank, dude, yo, we've been playing some spike ball on that. Oh, man. The breeze is so great. The armpits, they're free. <laughs> What's your TSP <laughs> tank record? Is it like the TNT Bulls? Are you 22-0 and no in the talking small tank? <laughs> dude, I wish, honestly, I've been sucking mad early in spike ball. I think it's because I'm a little rusty. But uh, we got out there on, like, an 80-degree day in the beach, and we, like, ended up frying, so... I was pretty drunk as well. Drunk is like a huge factor in spike ball. I got to be pretty drunk to be like pretty good. For some reason, I was really drunk, like <laughs> super dehydrated and super dumb. So Al, so basically, to- you made a loser out of the talk. You ruined, you tarnished the stellar name of the yeah, Talking Small podcast. But I bet he got a lot of comments that he looked good in that tank. Yeah, I mean the tank is breathable. No way it would hinder your performance. Well, yo, uh, I've only worn the uh, tank like twice during spike ball, and like during the season, I've at least played spike ball maybe like ten times. Wait, you during the season? Like you're in a spike ball league? No, no, no. Just like during like you know the like springtime or whatever. Oh, I got the you. I got the tank like I don't know two weeks ago maybe. And he's, but, he's like, already worn it two times. Yeah, Unlike yeah. Chris, who lost it on the fucking beach. Ungrateful <laughs> prick. So, J-Bone, have you got any comments on the tank? Did anybody ask you what the hell that was? or? <laughs> well, yo, uh, all right, so the first time I went out there with the tank, I got mad suited up for spike ball, and this is the first time I played against my best friend Brad in a long time. So he was like, dude, what the hell are you wearing? Because I had some, like, fucking Power Ranger joggers <laughs> on, right? Some what? And, like, literally the bright – some Power Ranger joggers, like some black power. and, like, they had these – They had, they had power – <laughs> Yo, so uh, then I had the bright green in there. 
They're like, what the hell is that? I'm like, yo, man. And then I told them the story, and they're like, whoa, man, we'll have to check it out. I'm like, hey, hey what's up? More views. Are they from, like, Newberry? <laughs> no, no, no. This kid's from uh, Boston, actually, Dorchester. We got a lot of recent views from Newberry. Shout them out. Really? Wow, shout out them, dude. That's dope. I don't know, maybe they just, like, I don't know. Maybe they're like, whoa. Maybe you beat somebody's ass in spike ball. They were over at the beach with you, saw you in that tank, and just, you know, had yeah. to listen. So, yeah, that's true. We meet some weird people there in spike ball, man. Yeah, shout out to Pod every time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so J-Bone, yeah. Al mentioned something about the TNT Bulls. What's what's up with the Celtics? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you put the stink on them by showing up to the game? They're down 0-2 right now. Oh, okay. All right. So, yo. All right. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. All right. So, you dude, every year, uh, I know I'm a huge, I'm a huge football fan. All right. NBA, dude. I only like try to keep up with the Celtics because I'm so busy during like their season that like I literally don't have time for like any of that, which sucks because like I got to be like brought up like during the playoffs because that's when like I'm most off. So I try to like at least hit two games. And uh, yo, I hit game one of the playoffs, dude. And it it was it was terrible, dude. Like. At first, I just thought it was something to do with, like, Isaiah maybe losing his sister and stuff. I felt bad and stuff like that. And, like, yo, the crowd was, like, cheering. It was, like, amazing. And, the like, the setting was unreal, dude. Like, I was freaking out. I was so hammered. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and uh, I literally was like, all right, whatever. If we lose, like, you know, at least we had, like, you know, everybody was, like, there and shit like that. It was it was pretty nice, at least. So, uh, dude, after that game, though, I was like, all right, like, game two, whatever. We have to win. And we didn't win. And I was just like, wow, like, there's no way we're going to come out of the series live, dude. Even if we do, we're going to lose, like, next round, you know? We just don't have the team this year. Yeah, not a good showing from the number one seed. Yo, I'm not a Kelly Olenek fan either, dude. Every year I say this crap. Dude, every year I go to a game, I yell at him. I'm like, fuck you, Kelly Olenek. One year he was benched, dude, I still said it. I was like, screw you. You just hate him because he's white. Hell yeah, and he's, like, long hair. And I'm like, jealous I don't have long hair. You feel like you you rock Kelly Olynyk style better than him? Nah, definitely not. I was way dirtier looking than him. <laughs> he's like more like hippie basketball looking. Yeah, he's a baby face. He's got some nasty goatee hair. Yeah, he definitely does. So you're not feeling good about your Celtics, but no, nah. you did. Yo, just... but honestly. I've always been a fan of the Bulls, if that counts. Oh, we know this bandwagon. You can't do that. You can't just say, uh, okay, oh, yeah, well, my team's having a bad year, but I try to support him, and then immediately switch to the up with the other team that's up 2-0 on us right now. You know, I've always kind of liked them. No, well, all right, so listen to me. The history with me and Jim, dude, is every year we try to go to a Bulls-Celtics game, and it just so happens that we got playoff tickets, and they landed on the Bulls and Celtics because – when I was a kid, dude, I used to fucking love the Bulls. Like, for a while, the Celtics didn't have it, and the Bulls were my team. I still love the Bulls, dude, but, like, now I'm just like, fuck them, dude. Like, we, we want this fucking series, you know? i love it if the Celtics won, dude. They just don't have it. Playoff I still Rondo. can't believe fucking basketball. He's fucking millennials. Oh, They'll Yo, switch allegiances. mean to watch. Holy shit. Upgrade your baby mama oh to a condo. Talk about Carmelo Anthony. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> we also had some very important things in Boston sports happen today. 
Oh, my God, for real. Tell me about it. I wake up early, turn on my TV. I see that former New England Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez has, uh, you know, hung himself in his jail cell. What was your reaction to that, J-Bone? Okay, well, this is honestly exactly what I heard. Uh, All right, so I got the ESPN thing or whatever, and um, I seen on Twitter. And, dude, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, man, this sucks because – like, yeah, he murdered some people and shit like that. Like, dude, that's terrible. But, like, everybody's going to, like, glorify him now and be like, R.I.P. But then you're going to have the people that bitch about that. And then you're going to have, like, the fangirls who are like, oh, my God, he's so sexy. Like, R.I.P. Like, it's just going to be, like, such a fucking ridiculous freaking thing. So I just wanted to stay off Twitter today. I was like, you know, it's screw it. But I can't because I'm fucking J-Bone and I'm always <laughs> on Twitter, you know. So, like, obviously I go on and I'm like, dude, what did I what did I call? Like, the minute I seen that crap, I was like, all right, dude, whatever. Just like, yeah, RIP, he's gone, okay? <laughs> like, doesn't, like, really do us any, like, harm that that dude's gone. Are you sure he killed himself? Yo, I'm honestly, I don't know. I'm one of those dudes who loves, like, a good conspiracy theory, so I wouldn't be surprised. Like, yo, I used to try and watch Oz and stuff like that. I don't think I got past the second season, but, uh, dude, that show was dope. Well, that's and, like, I remember, conspiracy uh, theories? No, 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 no. It was just like a show about like prisoners and stuff like that. And uh, one of the uh, episodes, the uh, guards like killed the prisoner and then like hung him through the the bars of the jail cell. And, like that's how I heard uh, Aaron. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad spoilers, but like, yo, this show's mad old on HBO. <laughs> See, I'm leaning to framed as well. Like, I I don't. Th- he doesn't count seem like his demeanor through all the court stuff and everything. He just didn't seem like he gave a fuck. Like he's a psychopath. I read an article where it was saying his demeanor in prison, like when he used to go through court and stuff, is he wouldn't talk to anybody. And then like during the last week, he, he said he was just like joking with his defense attorneys and like the the bailiffs and shit because there were like n- nobody in his life showed up to any of these trials besides the girl he was engaged to. Like, she showed up a couple times, but, like, besides that, nobody, like, came and was just even there. So he started, like, joking around with his lawyers and shit because those were the only people that were there for him. And then apparently hung himself. But, Harley, you think some foul play was involved? Well, they said, like, like in his system, he had smoked that K2, that ooh-wee, that synthetic marijuana right before. Yeah, that's spice. Didn't former Patriot uh, Jones, Chandler Jones, or was that? It's a guy that went to the Cardinals. They got rid of him. I thought it was Chandler Jones. Yeah, Chandler Jones showed up at the police station yeah, yeah. butt naked because he smoked that <laughs> synthetic marijuana. So, and on our 420 coming up, we want to say keep it natural. That's I mean, it's the way God intended it. Stay off that spice, bruh. And he also had, like, Yo, dude. Bible verses written on his forehead. Like, he had John 3.16, and he had, like, markings on the bottom of his feet and hands. Like, it, it just... Which side did you read this on, Harley? Because I haven't heard this all damn day. CBS Sports. That seems oh, like really? a legitimate non-fake news site. Oh. We'll get to fake dude, news Dude, I didn't know... I didn't know any of this information, like the uh, stuff written on his forehead and stuff. I just like heard that he like hung himself, and I was like, "Damn, dude!" We have a crack but, like, research now like... team at Talking Small. Yeah, we have a new research department. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, finally we got some interns worth of shit. 
And ironically, or coincidentally, or yes. whatever you want to call it, the Patriots also uh, visited. Uh, 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 Whoa, no, 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 I got way more on Hernandez. All right, oh, rumble, young man, rumble. All right, this is this is the other side of it where it might be true that he did commit suicide. So I just painted the he just he had like drugs in his system before, and he had some markings on him. And look, it's kind of hard to kill yourself in prison. Maybe not. I mean, suicide's higher in prison. But, I mean, it still takes some effort. So, under Massachusetts law, if you die before your final ruling, because he's appealing his very first murder, if a Senate or if the sentence is under con- is being contested, the ruling goes back to the preliminary ruling before the trial. For Hernandez, that mean not guilty. Since he's not guilty, that hurts the civil suits for the families of Odin Lloyd, who are suing Hernandez for money for killing Odin Lloyd. So therefore, their ability to take his money is a, got like decimated. So it's more likely his daughter gets to keep all his money now. So he might have just lawyer came and told him, "Hey, look, if you kill yourself, your daughter gets all this money, and this old and Lloyd people don't get shit, and he just offed himself. Worth dead, worth more dead than alive. And apparently, wow, no, he's worth the same. They just get to go to his daughter versus someone else. <laughs> yeah, it was worth more to the people he cares about. But uh, no, I heard from, uh, I seen on Fox News that uh, some expert <laughs> Ted Daniels, uh, I guess he was in court all week, and he said that the demeanor from uh, Aaron Hernandez changed like once he seen his daughter and stuff like that. So I actually I wouldn't be surprised if he just did that for like his fam. Yeah, I also saw that on Harley on the internet. Harley, uh, he had I think eighteen hundred million is what they said in the article I read. Like that he didn't spend on taxes and lawyers' fees. Like that's how much he was basically was gonna leave to somebody eighteen million. That's a pretty good chunk of change. Yeah, before you said like eighteen hundred million. Me? Yes. I'm, I don't know why I'm slurring. Eighteen I, million. I'm nervous to be on the pod with J Bone, podcast royalty. Hell yeah! You got <laughs> all right, Harley Moore Hernandez. No, I think that's about it. I mean, so I don't know if he did it on purpose or not, or somebody else took him out. But it does seem like his daughter gets some money now, and that doesn't really seem justified. Because uh, he, you know, killed somebody else, so then maybe should has to pay restitution. I don't know how that works, but it's always weird though putting a price on another man's head. Like the guy you killed, are grieving on all that. Let's put together a number. Like that seems just so. Insurance companies do it all the time. Like you have life insurance. Like if if you get ki- like if I get killed at work, I'm worth a certain amount. To the insurance company, so my wife gets paid. You, there is a price on your life. Yeah, but who gets the podcast equipment? <laughs> Not her. She wouldn't make good fucking pod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. The only pod she's ever been on, uh, she said, deleted off the archives. Yeah, I had to delete that. Quick. I still have that on my phone though. So if you guys <laughs> want it, <laughs> talking small after dark, I got it for you. So, ironically, coincidentally, the former team that Aaron Hernandez was on, the New England Patriots, visited the White House today to celebrate their Super Bowl victory. What is that, Craig? Build that fucking wall. Yep. President Trump, Craig. (laughs) Hell yeah. 
What'd you think about some people not showing up to the White House, Jay Bone? Um, Tom Brady right, well, said he had family-related I mean, reasons. Yeah, I know that was crazy. That was like last minute too. I seen that this morning. I was like, "Wow, dude, that's like almost as big as like the Hernandez news." <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man. Uh, all I gotta say is, I get like mad players didn't go. I know Blunt. Uh, actually, all right, crazy fact. Uh, I had Blunt on Snapchat, and I was snapping him at that game one in the playoffs, and I was like, "Yo, you there?" Because he's always at a playoff game. And he goes, "Yeah, I'm here." He takes a picture of himself. And, you know, just as he takes a picture of himself, he's literally on the Jumbotron. And, like, I point out to Jim. I'm like, yo, that's so great. Blunt right there. I'm like, yo, what's up? I couldn't believe it. But, like, I literally, uh, I've snapped that dude before. And, like, uh, I seen his Snapchat today, and he didn't go to the White House. And I was like, damn, dude, just must not like Trump or something. Yeah, he was but, yo, on the then list I also of... Seen, then I also seen some Gronk crap with the uh, Sean Spicer. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, like, wouldn't, like, the CIA, like, come in and, like, take him on or something, you know? Like, that was definitely staged or something. I don't know. Maybe someone said, hey, yeah, Gronk, go do that behind the scenes. But everybody seemed to react um, pretty authentically, yeah, like I think. Uh, so if yeah, you guys yeah. didn't see it, Sean Spicer is holding some press conference. And off to some door, you hear some rumblings, and he turns around. And then the camera pans out, and it's fucking Gronk's big ass saying, oh, hey, uh, you're doing a great job, man. And just like pop back out and all the reporters start laughing and shit yeah he's like you need some help yeah it's it's fucking nuts that someone can just do that and then everyone's reaction saying. to like, it is I, laughing it is funny because it's Gronk but it's kind of scary too it wouldn't have happened if Mike McClintock was doing his <laughs> press conference yeah. <laughs> nice veep reference there yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wouldn't happen. Jay Bone was in the White House. <laughs> what would happen if Jay Bone was in the White House? What's your first order of President Jay Bone's business? Oh man, dude, I I wouldn't even be able to like take the responsibility of president. I would definitely, I don't know, all that well, power what, would just go to my head or something. <laughs> what would you try to get done before you're kicked out immediately? Just if you had to put one law into effect and it, and you thought it would stay, what would it be? Oh, man. I don't even know. You, you can't, can't even pick one? I'm trying to think. There's so many horrible things I could say right now. I mean, you could do National Spike Ball Day. You could do oh, legalized like, marijuana. Yeah, you could legalize marijuana, legalize prostitution, Nude legalize beaches? sports betting. Sports betting. <laughs> nude beaches. Make, yeah, this nude, is true. This make is all true. beaches nude mandatory until you realize you did something terrible. <laughs> chicks only. Chicks only. <laughs> in in yeah, Europe, well, you go to those places and you're like, yeah, there's a nude beach over there. And whenever you go over there, if it's in a remote location, it's nothing but fat gay European guys with tiny dicks. Facts. Yo. So honestly, if I was president, maybe like I'd set up shop in like Vegas and stuff and be like, all right, Las Vegas. So we're going to put some designated areas like inside of like, I don't know, these casinos and whenever like young dudes get too screwed up, 
you know, and then we'll, like, have these, like, very cute, like, hot prostitutes just take care of them all night for a charge, and then, like, the next day, like, the guy gets, like, billed some crazy amount, and we make a profit off it. <laughs> so that's what you would do if you were president. He moves the White House into Caesar's palace. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts extortion whore dungeons run by the casinos so they can make even more money. First order of business, boys. Capitalism. Why don't you just make prostitution legal, J-Bone? That's why I should be vice president. So, like, you know, then the president can just take the heat on me. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I fully, totally. Uh, J-Bone, the, oh, the vice president isn't, like, in charge of vice laws only. It just means, like, they're the second president. They're, like, President Jr. <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. That was a good joke. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> All right, Harley, you got any more White House questions here? Yes, I do have one. So, J-Bone mentioned that Uncle Tom was out for family reasons. Didn't Giselle post an anti-Trump link on the internet today? Ooh. Could family reasons just being who wears the pants in this house? Tom, thou shall not be. Has. <laughs> or in this couple, who wears the Uggs in this relationship? What you thinking, J-Bone? Spin zone? All right, so honestly, uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you guys talked about this in the last, uh, not the last podcast, but one of the uh, other podcasts, the uh, under or uh, overrated. And uh, you said that Giselle was overrated. I did. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. Yo, Giselle, no fucking way. She is so goddamn smoking hot. And I'm telling you right now, if I'm Tom Brady, I don't care how many like Super Bowls I'm winning, I'm going to be plowing that. Like, I'm going to listen to that girl. Are you kidding me? God, J-Bone, you're so whipped. I'm Tom See, Brady. and that's exactly the reason you'll never get a girl like Giselle. She wants a quarterback, a guy who take control and not just be a little dominated bitch the whole time. Tom Brady's a man, and that's why you get chicks like Giselle, even though she's overrated. That's why J-Bone's more suited to be Speaker of the House than to be President. Dude, Al, this is the difference between like me and you. Like, Yeah, I'm cuddling at the end of the night, but dude, I'm cuddling and getting some at the end of the night. Yeah, but you're on dry land, huh? <laughs> I'm on dry land? What, is it right now? No, you stay on dry land. See where I go. Al goes 75% to Splash the, Mountain. Yeah, seventy-five percent <laughs> of the earth Earth is covered. What I uh, when I'm what I'm on here. So you know. <laughs> so so my next question would be: If you were on the Pats, this is to you, Uncle Hal, you Jay Bone, and I'll answer it. Would you go to the White House to meet the Donaldator? All right. If I was on the Patriots, honestly, I think just uh, because I won the Super Bowl and maybe it would honestly, like depending on who the president be, it would probably be an honor to meet the president of the United States and probably like a once in a lifetime thing. So you got to do it. But like at the same time, like if his like values are so crazily like against yours and you just feel weird doing it, then don't do it. You know, I honestly I'd go just to be like, Jesus Christ, I hate Donald Trump. <laughs> Like, I'd be, like, screwing around with Gronk. I wouldn't even care about, like, you know, what Trump has to say. He'd just be, like, waving his arms and be like, oh, we're going to do the huge things in 2018. Here we go. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with J-Bone here. It probably would depend depend on what level of player I was, though. 
Like if I'd already been, if I'm Tom Brady in this, this is no, this is a no-win situation. <laughs> but if I'm just some random <laughs> bong rip express, yeah, J Bone, you all right, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you said a dad, bro. We're saving the 420 section for later. All right. So yeah. So if I was a mid-level player on the Patriots. I would probably go just be like, yeah, I was there Donald Trump's first year of the presidency when everybody hated him and it was such a thing. And I would just go there to just – I could fucking write an article and get paid for it, my experience of like being in the White House or whatever. And if I did really disagree with whatever Trump's doing, it's going to be a Booger McFarland situation with Miles Garrett like we were talking about earlier. If you really got beef with the man – Go to it, tell it to his fucking face, and then when reporters ask you how it was, say, I told him this, that, and the other, and that'll bring a more awareness to your issues. Hashtag Kaepernick. All right, so this is, this is where there's the only one answer here. And take this from the guy wearing the tight athletic shorts right now. He's the most likely athlete on the pod, <laughs> especially with J-Bone's piss-poor spike ball performance this summer. Um. So oh. th- this is this is where it, you got to do. You have to go. Can you imagine the snaps from like the White House? You have a snap game insane while you're there. You can take a snap of security. You can take a snap of pretty much everything. You're at sixteen hundred pin. You can take some snaps. You got. You can take some Instagram. You get some pictures here, some pictures there. What I heard is I listened to Rosillo and Cannell today and they had Jeff Saturday on talking about how some of the players if you're big time they actually get to meet the president of the Oval Office they said there was like 10 of them he was in with Patos and Reggie Wayne and some of the other people in the Colts won the Super Bowl and he said he didn't agree with the president at the time but he got to pick his brain and see that the president at least had some thoughts behind him and made himself feel better you can you get to go toe to toe with this guy. You get some one on one time with a world leader. You're gonna get snaps. Can you imagine taking a shit in the Oval Office bathroom <laughs> and doing some prank wars? You would enjoy that. Oh, I would definitely love enjoy doing some prank wars. Fuck, we, I might pull a bob and just shit randomly in the White House and see if they uh, CIA ever calls me. Secret Service. <laughs> yeah, man. I like. I think we're all in agreement here. I think you go and unless. You're exactly in a situation like Tom Brady. Yeah, if you're not, if you're gonna like not get pussy afterwards, you you gotta. Plus, he's gonna get bashed by the liberal media. He had a "Make America Great" like hat in his locker, and the media hounded him about it. They hounded Belichick about the letters. I'm surprised Belichick showed up. Did you see Belichick? He was sitting there like chest out, (laughs) like just shining, like Uh, peacocking. Yeah, it looked like he was prouder than when he won the Super Bowl. He had his Yo, little uh, young girlfriend on his shoulder. Hell yeah. Belichick, bro. I'm surprised he didn't wear a cutoff suit. They should call him Belichick <laughs> while he's playing he's playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers, Harley. Hell yeah. Are we done on the White House? All right. And another event that happened in Boston, I'm not sure if you went to this. I don't know what your standard protocol is, but since we got you on the phone as our fellow Bostonian here, our correspondent. Keyword, Stonian. Yeah, Stonian. The the marathon. Did you go to the Boston Marathon on Monday, J-Bone? Oh, no, I had work. But, you know, uh, was traffic a bitch? The marathon. 
But yeah, I know. I know, I know. Yeah, I used to celebrate the marathon like when I was in college and stuff. We used to go down there and like around the uh, route and stuff like that and drink. But now that I'm older, I'm like, you know. Hey, hold on, real really quick, J-Bone. When you said root, you mean like route, right? Not like a plant root. J-Bone, you went to college? Yo, so I did go to college for two years. I went to Suffolk. J-Bone, I'm like university, you, but your mom went to college. What was that? <laughs> Perfect response. <laughs> he said your mom went to college. Oh, I had to pull a little Napoleon. Oh, no, nah, neither one on of you. my parents went to college. Was he breaking up with you? I couldn't the- hear him. He said none of his parents went to college. Then he did a bong rip. <laughs> no, this is a dab right now. <laughs> Stronger than a bong. No, but yeah, I was the first one to go to college in my family, and uh, yeah, Jim went to LaSalle, so I'd see him on the weekends and stuff like that, and he like always did that on Marathon Monday. That was a mad drinking day, dude. Oh my god. You you guys get off of the marathon? <laughs> uh, yeah, I forget why. Maybe it's because like it's Easter weekend or something like that. But I remember we'd always have it off. That's dope. Yeah, I, I honestly, I only had to go to class, uh, like, I did one of those weird schedules where, like, I made all my classes, like, Tuesdays and Thursdays and, like, Saturdays, so I got, like, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays off, so. So, J-Bone, at this point, we're going to have to do an ad, and I need you to uh, help me out with it. J-Bone, do you enjoy Parasso Official Shaving Cream of the Talking Small Podcast? Oh, yeah, I love Paras. I, I actually just shaved this morning. I'm not even lying. I did a uh, lineup on the beard. So what do you like about Parasso? Is it because it's from Italy, or is there another reason? Okay, so, I mean, like, yeah, it's smooth and everything like that. That's also a great feature. Really what gets me is, like, sometimes, you know, I'm getting that little mustache. I get that smell, that nice little minty smell, and I'm just, like, nice. And that's why Parasso is the official shave cream of the talking small podcast now back to the pod <laughs> dude j boy you crushed that live read that was, that was awesome <laughs> i think you may be getting some free parasso uh product in the mail oh man one can only hope <laughs> hey they're following us on twitter now oh hey, that's what happens when you get sponsored all right, so one of the reasons J-Bone wanted to be on the pod is because tomorrow is sort of a national holiday to J-Bone, kind of like, you know, the Boston Marathon Day is. J-Bone, what is tomorrow? Tomorrow would be 420, sir. Now, what significance does 420 have? Oh, man, so much. I mean, weed is just free that day, you know, like... No one can give you any crap for smoking it. And if they do, it's just like, hey, man, it's 420. Chill out, bro. Smoke some weed. So the cops don't care in Boston on 420? I mean, you're not trying to, like, go up to a cop and smoke weed. Like, everybody's just minding their business, chilling. But, like, if you're out somewhere and, like, a cop's just around there, like, I don't know, mind your business. Because, like, I think right now it's not – it is legal, but you still get a ticket if they find you smoking it, I think, like that. And if you're driving a car, I know you can get a DUI, so you can't really smoke in the car. Oh, so uh, medical weed is, is legal in Massachusetts now? Yeah, yeah, they voted on that uh, this November. Do you have a card? 
Nah, nah, yo, so I can't get a card because I got the CDL, but I'm pretty sure you can get cards. <laughs> I wish. If some people got cards, then it probably won't be that hard for people without cards to get stuff they want. So that's good to hear. So for this special, you know, J-Bone 420 edition of the podcast, we're going to play a, a Talking Small podcast favorite, overrated, underrated, or if you must, properly rated. J-Bone, are you ready? I'm ready. Something you mentioned just a scant few minutes ago. Bongs. Overrated or underrated? Wait, what was that? I'm sorry. (laughs) See, kids, this is exactly why you don't smoke weed. J-Bone either can't hear me or can't remember what I said two seconds afterwards. Don't do drugs, kids. With that being said, J-Bone, what I said was overrated, underrated. Bongs. Alright, bongs. I'm sorry. Yo, the way you said that, honestly, it sounded like balls, and I kind of laughed, like, but I was like, nah, I'm pretty sure you said bongs. Well, All right. balls after. So, okay, where I'm at in my point of smoking, um, I gotta, like, knock this crap off soon. I'm getting, like, too old for it or whatever my parents say. But, like, dude, I always used to love bongs, like, as a teenager. Now I'm totally into the dabbing, so it's all about the rigs. But every time, like, I see, like, an old friend or something like that, and all they got is weed, that's the first thing they smoke out of is a bong. So you guys are still bong heavy up there. Hmm, interesting. I actually have a um, a two foot bong. It's called the cactus bong, and dude, that thing rips. That thing rips. You will die off that thing. I remember my ex girlfriend. I had to drive her home. Yo, me and Jim were down cellar smoking, and she go. She tried to keep up, and she goes, "Hey, let me take a hit." Dude, she hit and she coughed her brains out. And she had to go lay in my like upstairs room like for fifteen minutes. Then I get a call from like. My cell phone down cellar. She's upstairs, and she's just like, you need to drive me home now. Like, I don't feel good. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? Couldn't handle the bong hit. <laughs> it's the cactus, bro. It's prickly. So what do you say about bongs, though? You never gave it a rating. You said you don't really smoke them anymore. So I'm um, honestly, I'm saying overrated. Oh. Harley, what say you? Bongs are overrated as well. Yo, every now and then you have that cuck friend that breaks one you got that bong water everywhere that fucking reeks overrated that dirty bong Uh, water you guys are both saying overrated but i haven't smoked in a bong in so long and there's something about hitting the bong that just it's such a contraption but it is a big pain in the ass you got to do the water you got the carb thing can be difficult to light sometimes if you're a noob like myself so uh I'm just I'm gonna say slightly underrated though. I'm kind of a fan. Ooh. All right, J Bone. Next one in this 420 edition of overrated, underrated, properly rated. Edibles. Whew, edibles. Oh my goodness. All right. So the thing that sucks about edibles with me is uh, I have a lot of friends that either make edibles or take the edibles. And this one dude I got. One of my best friends, we always chill. We always take edibles together. They never work on him, but they work wonders for me. But every time I take an edible, I just end up passing out, dude. I end up going to sleep at one point. I get too tired. So, I don't know. I'm saying, honestly, I, I they're definitely underrated because they're fucking bomb. Like, no one really knows the potential edibles have. And if you know someone that makes them perfect, dude, oh, my God. I just took an edible for, um, all right, and, uh, 
I, I normally don't plug people on this, but I'm going to plug this dude because he's a man. Uh, if you go to Instagram and you look up Heisenherb, kind of like <laughs> Heisenberg from, uh, from, you know, Breaking Bad. Yeah, great name. Uh, this dude's a man. He grows his weed in uh, Maine, and I bought edibles from him. He makes these lollipops, and they're, like, coated with, like, candy crunch, like a uh, Girl Scout cookie. I bought one of those, and I snuck it into the Power Ranger movie, and I ate that and got high like a little kid. I was just, like, sitting back in my seat, like, smiling the whole time. Oh, it's unreal. If Jared from Subway was out, he'd be doing the same exact thing. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think edibles are also underrated. I've never had a bad time with edibles. It's always been good. It seems to work wonders on me, just like J-Bone. And, uh, like, the edibles work on me, and edibles work on J-Bone. No homo. Um... And, and I think I like them. Enjoy. I don't have to smoke it. I don't have to cough. I just get to eat a brownie, drink a soda, and I'm just high as shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to say underrated too. Use, using them for the airports. It's fucking. It's the best. You don't have to fucking deal with crying kids or whatever. You pop three of those. You enjoy the Godfather and some airplane red wine. And you're fucking out. I'm I'm a I'm a big fan, big fan. The only bad part about edibles is now, I mean, some if you're homemade like J-bone shit, you don't know how strong it's gonna be. So you could have oh. bite off a little bit more than you could chew. So it's the only thing you got got to really work out, worry about for those. So I'm also go underrated, big fan. Hey, can I throw one out? Yeah. Dazed and confused, the movie. Ooh. Overrated, underrated, or if you must properly rate. Let's start with you, Knobloch. I feel like everybody likes Dazed and Confused. They either like it or they don't know about it. I feel like everybody likes it. The nerdy kids thinks it's like some risque movie. Oh, it's so cool. It's so, you know, niche 90s, blah, blah, blah. They, it's the cool kid movie. But it's also bros love it. Like, our buddy Dean in high school, who I played basketball with, he fucking loved Days and Confused. There's a bunch of young kids going out, getting <laughs> fucked up on a Saturday night before phones and all that shit. Just to throw back to a different era. So I feel like everybody loves the movie. Nobody really hates it. I'm just going to go properly rated because I like the movie as well. Properly rated. Sorry, I hate to do it, but it's true. What you say, J-Bone? What you say? Alright, so Days and Confused I don't own it, which is like sad as fuck Because I love the movie And uh, every time I like put on HBO or something It's always on So like, you know, if I'm high enough I'll just like keep it on, you know um, Every time a girl's over We'll just watch it or whatever Great movie, like shows like partying Like before like a Kiss concert, you know Mad Dope, McConaughey and that Uh all right, all right, all right, or whatever the hell he says. They just keep getting younger, and I just keep getting older, or something like that. <laughs> no, J-Bone, I keep getting how high old, are you? I keep getting older, and they keep staying the same age. Yeah, is, yeah. Such a fucking yeah. creepy-ass comment, yet people fucking love it. That's the power of, one, this movie, and two, McConaughey star power. You can get away with being a child fucker, a.k.a. Elvis. Anyway, on with your analysis, J-Bone. Outside the pool house. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. What was that? Sorry. So J Bone, you giving it an underrated then? 
Yeah, no, I'm giving it underrated, yeah. I'm going to have an Apple opinion on this. Days and Confused, overrated. Oh! I feel, I feel like, like you said, everyone loves this movie. True. And they're, it's like one of those movies where if you didn't see it when everybody else saw it, so let's say you're late to the game, this movie... Everybody's overhyped it so fucking co- much. That's correct. It's so overhyped that Very. if you watch it a little later than everybody else, it's a good movie. But it doesn't live up to the hype. So I'm going to say it's overrated. It's also one of those movies you enjoy more. Oh, I, th- I think I enjoyed, enjoyed it more after multiple viewings. But, yeah, it's I, I agree with you that it could probably only be overrated or properly rated. Because it is, I guess, amongst our group of people, it is overhyped. So I could see that being a, a reasonable uh, answer there. All right, my next one. Drug tests, overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Dude, overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you feel like you can function fine uh, and don't need to be told what to do with your body, J-Bone? Yeah, that's pretty much it. And, like, you know, you, you know your limits and stuff like that. See, I, my issue with drug tests is that they can't test you to see if you're high at that moment. Like if it if the drug testing for like alcohol was a, like for and weed were the same, like I could get high tonight and then go to work tomorrow and not be high, but I'm going to fail a drug test for weed if I did that. So I I don't think the technology's where it needs to be. So it, it's definitely definitely overrated because it, it's it doesn't tell you if you are high at that moment if you want to smoke a joint at home and you're sober and you go to work and then you smash your finger and they drug test you and all of a sudden you smoke pot and they fire your ass it doesn't mean you got hurt because you smoked as a hobby yeah i mean the the one flaw is it with is with weed and or not the flaw but the thing i guess people like us care the most about is with stuff like weed like you said, you can do it the night before and you'll get tested for it. But, like, I would kind of want to know if my employees are doing meth or something like that. I just think, like, the drug test for, I guess, which drugs you're taking. Plus, you always kind of have that in the back of your mind, too. It's just, fuck it. Fuck a drug test. Meth addicts are people, too. Shout out to my boy, Pinkston. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah so, speaking so of highs and herb. <laughs> All right. So weed stays in the system for 30 days, but I, I don't know how like long meth stays in your system. The big but thing like, with yeah, people just, smoking weed, like right before they smoke it, because they may they have that drug test looming in the back of their heads or whatever, they're always like, yeah, this will be gone in two weeks. It's gone in two weeks. I go, I, go ah, I don't know. I hear it's different for everybody. And they always just convince themselves that it'll be gone in a short enough amount of time, and they end up smoking anyway. It's, it's always yeah. funny because they always talk themselves into it. All right. Yeah, I've, I've honestly, I've done that before. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the, I mean, everybody, everybody does that. I have a feeling. Well, not me, but a lot of people. All right. So the next one, let's go to a little bit of lighter subject. Trailer Park Boys, the show. Trailer Park Boys is underrated. 
you not too many people know about it, and I think that's why it's underrated. It's not the people that know about it know how good it is. Oh, I know about Trailer it's Park Boys. It's the people who don't watch Trailer Park Boys, and they just are flipping through Netflix, and they see the picture of it, and they're like, that can't possibly good, be good. Oh, it is. You need to click on that motherfucker. Dude, overrated, Big Tim. Oh, J-Bo! I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This is the crusher. Like, I'm just not a fan of, like, Trailer Park Boys. Jim used to be a fan of Trailer Park Boys. I don't know. Like, how, how many seasons are they even on? Are they still doing it? Doesn't matter. You get J-Bone. After this podcast is done, you fucking take a dab and you turn on the first season of Trailer Park Boys. And if you're not fucking dying on your couch... Something might be wrong with you. You might want to check yourself into the same loony bin uh, place the Boston Marathon Bombers were put in, man. <laughs> Dude, I honestly, I promise you I will do that. Trail Park Boys, underrated. Uh, I have a feeling like the people, like Harley said, the people who know about them know about them, but that's not that many people. Amongst our friends, it's probably only like five or six of us. And we generally watch a bunch of funny shit. So, Trailer Park Boys almost always makes me laugh. Just too good of characters. All right, I I got one for you. Weeds. Overrated, underrated, or if you must, properly rated. The The show? show? The Showtime series. Let let J-Bone go first with this. If he has it. Okay, so Weeds. No, yo, I've seen Weeds. It was on Showtime. It was mad long ago. I feel like it ended, though. And uh, at, the, at the time when it came out, I thought it was dope because I watched it live. But then it came on Netflix, and I remember everybody was going wild about it. They were like, oh, dude, weeds. So I was like, all right, yeah, it was a dope show. But I see it kind of like what's going on with um, What the hell is that name of the show with the Gallagher? It's Shameless right now on Netflix. Everybody's like just watching that for the first time. And it's like, dude, I've been watching that for like the last five years. And everybody's like on the first season, so they're going wild. So that's almost like what the same thing it was with like the Trailer Park Boys, you know? Like, everybody's seen that, and it's like, oh, oh, hey, I gotta catch up. I like J-Bone's analogy between Shameless and Weeds, because the shows follow a very similar arc. First couple of seasons of Weeds, first couple of seasons of Shameless, really good. After that, it's down fucking hill. Dexter could also fall in the same category. Uh, You guys took the fucking argument out of my mouth. I was gonna reference Dexter for fucking sure. It's the same, it, th- those two shows, after, I think Weeds fell off even faster. Uh, I no. think, by, by, by Weeds season three, it was fucking, I, I, could, I stopped watching it. Because it just, it jumped the shark too many damn times with bullshit, and I heard it even got any worse. Dexter did the same thing. After season three of Dexter, might as well stop watching it. Once Julia Stiles comes up, if you don't fucking turn it off, you deserve every bad thing that ever happens to you. I do want to point out that Mary Louise Parker, underrated, hot MILF, nice tatties. I was never really into her, but I know people are. Did you see her? Do you ever see her naked? I don't think so. See, you didn't stay in the weeds long enough. She gets fucked by a couple drug dealers, showed them tatties. J-Bone, what do you think about I'm... Mary Louise Parker? Yeah, there's some mad hot scenes with her in there, dude. She's wicked hot. Yep. Also, 
to note, the first line I ever heard, I'm a grower, not a shower, was Weeds. When uh, Kevin Nealon and that other actor, Dean. <laughs> yeah, Dean, Dean's his name in the show, start having a beat-off battle to see whose dick's bigger. And, and that was the first time I've ever heard, I'm a grower, not a shower. And ever since then, I've heard it 8 billion times. But that doesn't make it any less not true. All right. Next one on my list. Wait, hold on. You don't think people are growers or showers? No. You, I'm just saying everyone always says they're a grower, not a shower. Not I'm oh, a shower, not you, a grower. You think the people that say that probably are just compensating for small dick. But well, I'm saying, I'm saying a, everybody says that. No one says I'm a shower. It doesn't get any bigger than this. <laughs> that's no, what I'm but, saying. But that's not what that means. It means I'm, it means I'm a grower, not a shower means... Uh, my dick's not big until I get a boner, basically, right? Uh, well, what it's kind of tr- what it's kind of trying to say is, so everybody, if everybody just dropped their pants, <laughs> some people are going to be a little more shriveled up than others, but that doesn't mean that their ultimate length is shorter than others. Yes, and and so even if you're a shower, you're still going to grow. You just show more than you grow. Yeah. So no one ever says, "Oh yeah, I'm a shower." No. Why would you tell somebody you're a shower? You always want to think you're high, got a high ceiling. That's what you I'm saying. You start out hard, or you start out big. You gotta you gotta be bigger. <clears throat> well, that's what I'm saying. Everyone always says that line, so it's so overused because everyone's gonna say it. Is what I was just saying. We're on the same page. All right, next on the categories here, Denver. Harley, the site of your bachelor party. Denver is underrated as a as a destination. It's got a lot of like fun little bars and shit that we went to. Like, there's one that was playing like volleyball, and we were playing a uh, cornhole all up in the bar. It had like all these TVs and all this shit. You can get high just walking down the street. You can get weed soda. Um, they got like a top golf around there. They got they got all your sports. <laughs> top golf that that might be on your overrated category. Yeah, they but they got all these sports teams. So if you ever if you want to see any sport, they have it there. There's it's a good downtown where you can walk around. Diamond Cabaret, shout out. <laughs> yeah, I mean all good things. One thing you didn't mention: micro breweries. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are moving there now, but I'd still say it's probably. I'd probably say it's properly rated. I hate to go with it again, but yeah, but but everyone raves of, about it, and it's it's. I think it's as good as advertised. Yeah, but when you think of big cities, Denver's not. It's not doesn't really hit the list. Like they're, you're hitting Chicago, Miami, New York, Los Angeles, Hotlanta. I feel like Denver's in the conversation now. I feel it's comparable to a. I feel like it's about got as much buzz as Atlanta, at least, no. maybe even more. It's probably more on the par of Phoenix than it is on Atlanta. <laughs> and there you have it, hot city talk. Uh, I, I'm going properly rated. J-Bone, what say you? Yeah, I'm going underrated because I've never even been to Denver, but I've heard nothing but good di- like things, and I hate the fucking Broncos, all right? <laughs> like, I'm not a uh, Denver Broncos fan. I judge Matt Hart on, like, the team of the uh, place I go to. Also not an Indianapolis fan. Or a Larry Walker fan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, that's pretty dumb. Like, I guess I could, like, I mean, I could even shit on my own, like, team, you know? All right, next on my list here, Choco Tacos. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, dude. Hell Overrated. 
hated. Oh, you son of a bitch. Dude, There's too many times you get a stale Choco Taco. I think that's because you oh, live in the, the fucking bread? country and they don't have fresh food. Yeah, the taco Yo, shells get that- stale, and I don't like that. You need quality product. Their quality control is not high enough for me. Dude, are you buying these out of a gas station? Like, I feel like that's a freezer burn crap. You get a gas station oh, once. Shit. I do that all the time. But I'm you get Choco Tacos no. for the grocery. <laughs> yeah, it's a high man run. <laughs> Dude, that's not a grocery store run. Yeah, exactly. Every time I'm at the grocery store, I think that's like the last thing on the list is Choco Tacos. I just never fucking get them, dude. I like fuck it up. Well, maybe you need to move them up on the list. <laughs> yeah, dude, that should be the first thing I get. Hold and on, then, like, hold, melt, hold on, Al. Do you can you picture J Bone at the shopping market with a list? <laughs> J Bone's not got a list. You know, J Bone hasn't shopped for like what he was gonna make for dinner. Probably ever because his mom makes Sunday sauce and it lasts at least till Thursday, and then he can go out and get a meatball sub on Friday, and then just figure it Jay out. Jay <laughs> walking around the grocery and getting whatever it looks like he wants to eat right then and there. It's like, ooh, white chocolate Kit Kats, those look great. Ooh, Jay Bone's more of a gummy worm guy. <laughs> Dude, who doesn't like oh, white yeah. chocolate Kit Kats? Those are overrated. Oh no, underrated. Yo, I don't like white chocolate. Overrated. Racist Boom. son of a bitch. <laughs> Yo, I'm eating some chocolate right now, the Easter candy. You fat fuck. J-Bone, you really going to do that before beach season, bro? We want you looking good in that talking yeah. small tank. I know, dude. I've been fucking up. I mean, not really, because I've been going to the gym pretty hard, but, like, dude, this Easter candy really blows. Hashtag There's no so much off. of it. All right, Choco Tacos, I'm going underrated. One of my favorite stoner foods. It's it's so fucking good. When it's when it hits you, oh, yeah. oh man. Oh, great. All right, next on my list, the one and only Snoop Doggy Dog. Snizzle. Am I up? Yeah, go for it. All right, so Snoop obviously is overrated. Um, <laughs> crazy thing I think. Every, yo, everybody, I don't know, Snoop, like, lo- I, he got me for a little while with the Snoop Lion shit, I'm not gonna lie. And then after that shit, I was like, wow. I'm done, Snoop. Sorry. Um, but, yo, funny Snoop story. Uh, I seen a tweet today that was a quote from Snoop or something like that. And it said, like, uh, leave milk and cookies out because it's 420 Eve. And, like, Snoop will come down to the chimney and get him or something like that. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty funny. Because <laughs> you just picture, like, Snoop Dogg going down your chimney, like, eating, like, cookies and milk, man, huh? <laughs> that is a good picture. He I, is skinny enough to fit down a chimney. I will say no, exactly. Snoop Dogg overrated. However, Doggy Fizzle Televizzle. Oh, my God. Underrated. Oh, legendary, dude. Legendary. Oh my God! What? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to say Snoop is underrated here. What other rapper do you know has been relevant for like 25 years straight? Snoop Dogg always has found out how to make money. He can't really rap. It's just he doesn't always make good songs. You know why? Because he's a 40 year old fucking rapper. How many 40 year old rappers are there? Not that many. Not many are even making good money. Snoop's found a, found a way to make himself relevant. He has a fucking YouTube show that makes bank. 
He's known for smoking weed all the time. There's no downside here. Snoop Dogg underrated here. My next one. What? You got a rebuttal? I was going to just ask you what you think about Doggy Fizzle, Televizzle. Uh, I kind of hate that show <laughs> because it was cashing in on after the Chappelle show, oh, just as a black sketch show, and it had everybody saying, <laughs> for shizzle my nizzle, something with drizzle with the fucking umbrella, and I fucking hated that. You probably remember what it fucking was. I think it's Little Dog Fizzle. <laughs> no, I think it coined the joke, why, why do you carry umbrella around for drizzle? Something like that. I don't know. Fucking hated Him it. Him in the alligator costume was the greatest thing ever. I don't know if I remember that. Oh, my God. Scene. All right, my next one on the list. Tie-dye. Near and dear to Booze's heart. <laughs> Tie-dye's bullshit. Overrated. D give me a white tee over tie-dye any day. And this isn't because we don't support all types of equality here at Talk Small Podcast. Uh, yeah, I've never owned a uh, tie-dye shirt in my life. Um, I'm going overrated. I've seen them on other people, and I'm just like, yeah, man. I don't know. Crazy amount of colors. I like to match up my hats with like my outfits sometimes, and uh, yeah, I got no tie dye hats. So I mean, if they start making tie dye hats, maybe I can like make it a thing, you know? Yeah, dude, you wearing a tie dye shirt and a tie dye hat, some tie dye shorts and some tie dye <laughs> shoes, matching, dude, that'd be fucking sick, bro. Just don't wear our tank top if you're gonna do that. Yeah, tie dye socks with a tie dye, uh, you know, man purse. You're fucking golden. I'm going. I'm also going tie dye overrated. I love the shirt I have, but it's a it's a diamond in the rough from Young Zachary. So I'm going overrated. A lot of people look fucking dumb in tie dye, and then you got the douchebags going to Coachella wearing tie dye, thinking they're trendy. So get it the fuck out of here. I'm going overrated. You got one to throw in, Harley? All right, Ma magic eye puzzles. The thing where you kind of like cross your eyes and go back and you're supposed to see some image in the pattern. Harley's been on a big Seinfeld kick lately. Mr. Pitt was a big fan of these. I would say those are definitely overrated computer-generated images. And, like, look, I, I don't want to stare at your picture even more than I have to. So if I have to cross my eyes, look close on it, I could give two shits. That was like trendy back in the day, and I think any, everybody thinks it's overrated now, which might actually make it underrated, but I'm still going overrated. Big in the 90s with the movie Mallrat reference, uh, big fat guy was trying to see a sailboat the whole time. Oh, shit, spoilers. All right, J-Bone, what say you about Magic Eye? Yeah, well, first off, that was a great reference, Mallrats, one of my favorite movies. Uh, but yeah, second off, yeah, dude, I'm saying... I. I don't know. I seen some of that crap in psychology, and then like I see it online, and I'm like, oh yeah, like you know, whatever. Close my eyes and like blink like five times, and you'll see this. If you should, like shake your head, you know, I'm like, what? What am I really doing? And I'm What's just like looking at like a goon. Yo, have you ever been like psychology class, and like they tell you to look at a picture, and like maybe like it'll be like a fucking woman with her legs open, but it's really like Batman at night or something. <laughs> Not even making this up right now. I swear. <laughs> Yeah, I, I vaguely remember shit like that. I, saw, I thought I saw that in art class, not in psychology class. No, I think they did psychology because they were showing you how 
individuals can see a sa- the same image and think something different. That's why they do all those like ink blot tests and shit like that. I think that all comes from psychology. Yeah, that Rorschach test is bullshit. They just show you ink blots and it's nothing, and they're just getting you pr- to project shit on it. It's. I think this is a completely bogus test. Still, sci- still psychology. Just proving me and Jay Bone are right, as always. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm going Magic Eye Puzzles overrated. You're crossing your eyes, giving yourself a goddamn headache to see some image. Fuck you. Why don't you just tell me the name of the movies? All right. We got a roll here, so that's overrated. We got two more quick ones. Dairy Queen Blizzards. Dude, underrated. Enough said, Harley. Overrated. (laughs) First of all, this this whole gimmick of before they did the you can turn it over and it doesn't spill out and then it's free kind of thing. I always got runny blizzards and (laughs) and you can't ever turn them over. I think the whole gimmick's stupid. It's not like they taste bad, but like they're always runny. They're not what they're advertised at. So overrated. Everybody loves Dairy Queen. Why are the lines of Dairy Queen so long? It's not that good. It's not like it's Chick fil A. Overrated. Yo, the lines at Dairy Queen over here are insane. It's unreal. Dude, Dairy Queen is fucking good. Fuck you. I never Did even you knew that. that. Look at the line. The never, lines are way too long. I never I never even turned I never knew turning the cup over and it not falling out was like a thing until a couple years ago. I've never seen that in a commercial as a thing. I guess I'm not paying attention to commercials enough. Alright, I'm going DQ Blizzard's underrated for sure. Fuck you, Harley. Last but not least. Bob Marley, overrated, underrated, or probably rated? J-Bone, take us home. Dude, overrated to the max. Are you kidding me? He's like the freaking statue for, like, smoking weed and shit like that, you know? But, like, hey, everybody got him somewhere. I think J-Bone's I, I a little off on this one. I think Bob Marley's properly rated. He's got some good songs. <laughs> it's it's good to just mellow and listen to. You don't you, it, like just take it for what it is, and that's it. Well, maybe since J Bone cut his hair short, he doesn't have that Rasta uh, symbiosis like you, Harley. <laughs> Why did you cut your hair, J Bone? Oh God, dude. So yeah, there were like two reasons. All right. One, I started the gym that day, and then I got sick, and some vomit got in my hair. And then two, I was like, hey, it's right around my mom's birthday, so I guess I could probably get her a haircut for her birthday, because, like, she's been bitching at me this whole time to get my haircut. My whole entire family's been on my case about my hair, and I'm like, dude, just, like, we friggin' chill, for Christ's sake? I love, so I just ended up, like, I love you getting it. yourself a haircut as a present to your mom. That is that is a, a definitely bro thing to do. Talk about two birds, one stone. And knowing this Italian family, she was probably overjoyed. You couldn't have got me anything better, Jack. Oh, my God, dude. I fucking hate her. <laughs> you hate your mom? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Why? No, nah, not even. That's like another story, but yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so, so J-Bone, what I, what I want to ask is, how's the how's the ladies been receptive to the, the short hair? Because I remember you telling a story back on a, the first time you were on about how chicks started digging you more when you got the long hair, and you even took one to Fenway Park who was using the dog filter and had a lot of slurps coming out. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's very true. Uh, well, all right. Uh, the weird thing about that is, like, I screwed one of those girls in the picture, and the other one I dated. Um, but like, true, though? all right, the whole thing with the like, the whole thing with the long hair is like, it was a whole experiment. Like, everybody knew that. Like, they were like, "Oh yeah, you're Italian. Let's see how the Italian flow grows out." So I tried it out, and uh, you know, it grew out nice. I loved it. And then when time needed to be cut, it was cut. But yo, I'll tell you right now, the response from the ladies is even crazier than the response from me growing out my hair. Some of these ladies are like, damn, dude, like, you look like a hood rat. Like, they're all pissed off about it. It makes me wonder, like, damn, will I ever go back to long hair? Mystery. See, that's that's interesting. Maybe women just like change. They think you changed your hair. Maybe you changed your ways. Maybe you're not that sleaze bag that took me and fucked me on that cella couch. <laughs> oh, I did some sleazy hair with that stuff. I mean, with <laughs> some sleazy stuff with that hair. I don't get how long well, hair yeah, makes all... someone any sleazier. If you don't wash it enough, it gets greasy. Your hair is always greasy, no matter how what length it is. <laughs> erroneous erroneous on all accounts yeah right that's real yo I invested way too much in the hair though like I ended up buying a straightener at one point Fake. like elastic card. <laughs> yeah, speaking man of man card J-Bone how many like you're probably on like minus 2000 man cards J-Bone snapped the other day you got a unicorn frappuccino man card hell yeah dude the thing yo it tasted alright what the fuck yeah, we did had you to try get that for? Dude, Hernandez killed himself like two hours before that. I needed to cheer myself up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, the the new man nowadays, Al, they're comfortable with themselves. They'll go in and order that pink drink. I think he did it just for the Snapchat, though. I'm not about that life. I'm not about a, walking into Starbucks ordering a Frappuccino. That thing was probably like unicorn frappuccino. That was probably $7 just for one Snapchat. I'm not that invested. Yeah, but you might not be rolling like the bone over there. <laughs> That's right. I do not drive a range. All right, and I'll go back to the topic. Bob Marley overrated. <laughs> the songs... You know, they're just like every other. All these reggae guys do everybody else's songs. Bob Marley songs, you know, they're solid or whatever, but it's generally boring and not much to write home about. So it's got a great publicist, great look, good branding, but, uh, you know, I'll go overrated on this one. Plus, he died from cancer on his foot that he could have had treated, but he didn't want to do it because he didn't fucking believe in medicine. So fuck that. Overrated. All right, we got anything else, Harley? We wrapping this bitch up. Well, I'm ready to wrap this bitch up. J-Bone, do you have any shout-outs you want to do? Nah, man. I mean, shout-out you guys. Thank you uh, again for making the new, uh, the 2016 Guest of the Year. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks again for the tank. Love repping that. Hey, J-Bone, one last question before you go. There's a recent mystery in the Talking Small Podcast universe. Dan Bleasy has apparently deleted her Twitter you know anything about that? All right, yo, so listen to this. Uh, I asked her on Snapchat, and I got no answer. Like, she dodged the question because I asked her something else, and she answered that. And I was just like, what the fuck? But, yo, then I listened to the pod today, and I was like, could that have anything to do with that, you think? I didn't get to finish the whole podcast, so can you fill the viewers in on whatever this is and fill me in it at the same time? 
I, I don't know. Maybe I thought like she was like you know because like she was a flight attendant and everything like that. She just didn't want her name out there or something. Maybe you guys plugged her Twitter and she was like, I, I honestly don't know. That's why I was like, oh damn, it was so sudden. Hmm. Interesting. Do you, think, do you think you would honestly deactivate your Twitter because of the Talking Small podcast shouted you out when you have t- over twenty five hundred followers? No, I, she's the real. The real story from her is that she couldn't stand all the anti-United stuff on there, and people kept busting chops. Oh, she got triggered. So she just got she oh, got mad and just oh. decided I, I'm not getting on Twitter for a while and just deactivated. Oh man, she got she got so triggered by United blowback that she fucking deleted oh. her Twitter. What a SJW take your ball and go home move. Yeah, poor baby. <laughs> oh man. Well, yo, yeah, I brought I, that I up to get that. the real scoop there. Yeah, yo. Well, uh, all right. It's funny that you say that because after I listened to the pod today, I was gonna shout her out and be like, "Yo, dude, good looks on the shout out in the pod." Like, it's always a dope honor to be like shout out by Dan Bleasy in the pod. But then I was like, "Damn, dude, I can't tag her. What the hell is going on?" And I seen that <laughs> and I was like. What? What do you, J-Bone, what do you think about the odd reaction between her and Eric when I was asking about the old high school crush? What do you think about that? Oh, dude, are you kidding me? That's like, you know, that's happened to me, too. I've been on the spot and like, yeah, everybody, dude, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, I don't want to like judge anybody. Like, I I love Eric and I love Dan, Danielle, (laughs) but uh, I mean, like, dude, I'm saying like, if they're in a room together alone, they'd probably fuck each other's brains out. It was like a high school thing, you know, I'd do the same shit. Eric did not handle it well. He's just sitting there giggling, wouldn't answer the question. Got really like nervous. I even brought that up, and it, it just was awkward pod, and it just made it so good. Oh man, I can't wait to listen back to this. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty good. I was like, damn, dude. Like, I would just give her a ten and be done with it. <laughs> yeah, you like just go with a ten. Then they know you like you're just blowing smoke. You're just being a good guy. Eric's mumbling around, can't even throw out a number. He might have said six at one point. Oh God, I can't wait to listen to this fucking mumble mouth fuck. So, <laughs> J Bone, what kind of rating would you have given her? Yo, obviously a ten, dude. You never seen her in real life. No, no, I mean Part I haven't five. seen her in real life. Uh, all right, yo, yo. Think about her, mad, cool, like chill kid. Uh, I was going through Not some deck shit. Chill. Just she like, just deleted her Twitter because she got so triggered from United blowback. I I know that's pretty unchill because uh, she was actually there for me on Twitter when like I was like in some dark times and I was like, oh dude, this fucking chick's like mad chill, like actual legit. Not some like blonde and stuff like that. And I was yeah, like, oh god, I can't even. Like, you know, I probably look so thirsty, but like, dude, like, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Do you just give it's yourself this Sprite Obey Your Thirst of the Week? I think you did. Yeah, Bobby exactly. Bobby Airhorns. <laughs> J-Bone, <laughs> J-Bone, we do appreciate you joining. Uh, definitely big shout-out to the guests. Keep wearing that tank. Bring it to the Planet Fitness where the no lunk zone is. And uh, keep using that Parasso because they're big fans of the pod. And uh, it makes your shave game insane. I love it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for joining us, J-Bone. Milos Beats.